afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon. <laughs> I was wondering if you could guess who I'm going to be talking about this morning. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> Who is it, Poppy? Moses. Moses, thank you. <laughs> so I want to go through his life a little bit and see what we can learn for ourselves about his life. It helps us when we see his life. So we start off with a very dramatic beginning. Um, I was thinking about Moses' mother. She didn't really have a choice on what she could do with this young child. And sometimes life is hard, isn't it? And it's like, there's no, it's easy to, to reach out to God for help because there's no other way. And to put this little child into a river, it sounds really dramatic and difficult and hard, but the alternative was worse. So sometimes we have those experiences where there is no natural way of understanding what to do. And we need vision, God's vision, for this little child's life, for this, the thing that we're facing, we need God's perspective on it. So we ask, give me vision to see things like you do. And then we ask for wisdom because you alone know what to do. And we put our cares, the precious ones that we worry about, in a basket. When I was a little girl growing up, a lot of the mums in the church used to say that to each other, put them in the basket, put them in the basket. You know, there were things that you just didn't, couldn't sort out. And that was a symbol of the trust that we put in God. And I just felt like she didn't really have a choice. There's, there's sometimes God makes it easy for us to go his way because there's no other way. Um, so he, as he grew up, a prince, he was in, uh, in a wonderful, honoured position. He grew up to know all that went on in the palace, all the power and majesty. And yet he made a mistake. <coughs> he tried to sort out the children of Israel's problems himself. And we can fall into this trap too, can't we? Where we think, oh... I'll do it like this, and that will solve all that, those problems. And we reach out in our own strength, and we get ourselves into a lot of trouble. And it's like that song we were just singing, Are You Broken? I think Moses was, life was broken at this point. There was, I think it probably took 40 years to actually recover, maybe. Um, there's a lovely song that we put on the newsletter a few weeks ago. Somebody was in, Steve was encouraging us with a song from the Prince of Egypt. 
where it talks about looking, seeing through heaven's eyes, seeing yourself. And there's a lovely story where Jethro is, somebody's imagined that Jethro helped him to come to terms with who he was and his value of a person again, you know, through that time living with, with that, the, his family, that little clip really spoke to me, encouraged me. It's important that we see our value and our lives through heaven's eyes. We don't put ourselves on a, in, in our own strength forward. We wait for heaven's signature on our lives and his, the calling of God on our lives. And then we have the burning bush. And I think that was probably the climax of those years of healing, maybe, where he could then actually speak to God. He was still feeling so inadequate, but I can't imagine one, just one encounter, maybe it was one encounter with God that made him a, a strong man again. I don't know, but... Um, yeah, what an encounter. That's how we remember him, don't we? A burning bush. And then the whole experience of Egypt and the miracles and, I don't know, the resistance of Pharaoh and eventually the Passover and the Exodus. We... Think of this man, Moses, as this great, powerful man of God. And he is a powerful man of God. But we, he remembered where he came from the whole of his life. It says in the scriptures that he was the most humble man on the face of the earth. He knew who he was. And he trusted in God. He leaned on God. And then we have the... Ten Commandments. We think those are structures of society that every culture used. And yet, he was able to communicate those from God himself. Let's go back to the Red Sea again. We've got another situation, a bit like um, Moses' mother. We've got the Red Sea in front of us and the armies of Egypt behind us is another no-go, no-choice situation, isn't it? Um, I'm trying to remember the name of that little cartoon that I, did, I watched the other day and it's uh, one of our children watched it, I can't remember it. And the, the little person walks into the sea and all the sea opens up in front of them. Have you seen that? Picture? No, no, no. Huh? No, no. It's got it, Moana. yeah. Mo is it Moana? Moana. Moana. Oh, yeah. uh, when that child was walking into the sea, yeah. and it was like there was high walls, wasn't there? Yeah. In around this little and I think say it all collapsed on top of them, you know, it was like a fear. And I was thinking how big a deal it was to walk into that sea, into the Red Sea, mm. and be under Moses' authority at that point. He was the one that put his rod out and the seas opened. And to actually have tr trust enough to put yourself 
in that water with those high walls of sea each side of you. I thought that was pretty scary, but again, they didn't have much choice, did they? God is so faithful to get us to walk in our experiences with him. Sometimes he uses these difficult situations to get us to test out what trusting him's like. Oh, that, but, but it feels so bad, yeah. I can do this, I can trust him. But it's almost like there's a sheepdog at our tails pushing us in the right direction with God. And sometimes there's no choice. Excuse me. So Moses made this other mistake. He struck the rock, which was Christ, in the wilderness when he was providing, being father to all these people, coping with all their complaints. What a job to be a leader of so many people and such difficult circumstances and such hardness in our hearts. And yet he struck the rock twice. And I just felt when I was reading this the other day, God doesn't want, however great our example is of Christ's love and his life, he doesn't want us to be a perfect representation of him. I felt Moses had to fail. Otherwise man would make him God. And it's really good for us to see that he failed in this respect. He couldn't be the whole picture of this saviour. He couldn't fulfill the whole picture. And I just want to talk about that for a little bit, that we can't be the full picture to each other of Christ. We can't be people's minister. We can't minister the full experience of God. He's jealous for that relationship for himself. And, and that is quite difficult in our relationships with one another. We want our husband or our wife to fulfill all that we need. Or we want our parents to be perfect parents. Or we would like our bosses to be kind. Or These relationships are pictures of a relational God. He's, he wants relationship with us and he's, he's showing us through these relationships, these natural relationships, what his heart is like. But we will not ever fulfill everything that we need from, for, from each other. And I think that is a good healthy thing. Um, at the end of our days, when we are accepted into heaven, Jesus draws his story about a servant that worked on the fields all day and he came in and he said, at the end of the day, would he um, sit at a table and be waited on by the master? No, he's just an unworthy servant. And I think in our minds, we have got to have that same understanding that when we do share Christ with people, when we have led them to the precious Saviour, that 
we are everything to them. We have to keep pointing them to Jesus himself. Amen. He is so precious and he's jealous for them for himself. So there's lots of people in the Bible that we look to and usually we find that flaw, that moment where they weren't completely that picture of Christ or a picture of God to us. So the next part I want to talk about is disappointment. When um, Moses comes to the point where the children of Israel are going into the promised land, God says to him, you aren't going in because of this fault, because of this um, striking the rock twice. It was like striking Jesus twice because Christ is that rock. And he wrote this amazing song at this point, which is really, I find really inspiring, and I love to sing it. It's a God of faithfulness, without injustice, true and upright are you. And I feel, with my experiences, where I've experienced disappointment, I want to be able to say this statement. A God of faithfulness without injustice. Good and upright is he. So whatever we're facing that doesn't go our way. It isn't what we would like to happen in our lives. Our hearts are open and vulnerable to God. Their hearts are worth saying he's worthy of praise. He is just so precious. He is faithful. He is without injustice. He's upright. I want to be able to say those, that, those words with Moses. In my life, I experienced um, a problem with my health. A lot of my childhood I spent unable to walk. And I was around a lot of people that believed in healing and it was very difficult for them and for me um, that I was not healed. They wanted me to be healed so badly. They wanted to find every possible angle to create this miracle, to make this thing happen for me. And I started the, on this journey of loving God with this issue through this life which was difficult um, I had dislocated hips and from the age of 10 I went through several operations to try and rectify it but I, they managed to get me walking on my feet but gave me very little movement so I, I don't find it easy to bend or uh, to, to sit for very long. Um, but during that time, he's still winning my heart over. He's still causing me to trust him. And there's, um, yeah, there's a lovely um, thing that Pete Gregg talks about. He talks about God doesn't 
like airlift us out of the problems of, that we face in life. But he parachutes in. We heard that recently from Pete Gregg, didn't we? He has promised to be with us through life's journey, to be intimately in fellowship with us, with all that we are struggling with, which we're hoping for, what we're disappointed in. He's promised that he'll never leave us. Take those disappointments to Jesus. We can trust him. And the relationship became more about him than about what I needed from him. We can trust, we can think about trusting God for something. If this, I want, I believe he can help me to get through this. I believe he's gonna help me that in this way. And it became more of who is he? What is he like? And my faith and my trust is in him as a person rather than what I could get from him. I want to lie on the floor before you this morning because Moses kept doing this. There's a three or four times in his life where he just had conflict, he was challenged, and he just lay down before God in front of whoever was with him. And I thought this must be quite strange to have this person you're contending with, you're opposing, and, and he just lies on his face before, before you. And I think, again, Moses is the most humblest man on earth. Jesus also led on his face in Gethsemane. It says he prostrated himself in the Garden of Gethsemane and he prayed, not my will, but yours be done. And this is a journey that we all are in the process of making. And we're at different stages of being able to say yes to God. I was just thinking about um, when you go on a trip and you put in your um, map reference, you go on Google Maps, and but you want to see the path a little way forward, you you scroll down so that the little blue light bleep bleep goes away and you can't see where you are now. And I think it it's got a little symbol at the bottom. It says recenter so you can find out where you are again. And I think Moses lying on the floor was like this recenter. Who are we to say anything at this point? Who, who, who are we to judge? Who, who are we to, to, to complain? And he just lay on the floor. And I want us to just Recenter now together. If you'd like, you can lay on the floor with me, or you can just lie on the floor in your head. You can just bow your life before God in your head. And I was thinking speaking in tongues is like yielding to the Holy Spirit. We speak in tongues, we 
are uh, yielding our lives to the Holy Spirit. So if you want to just speak in tongues gently to yourself during this time, I just want us to reflect, what are we up against at this moment? What conflict are we up against? Let's just spend that time just bowing before the Lord now.